Right now, we're getting spring ready at the Home Depot. By stocking up on top brands and rolling out store-wide savings. Come in today for all the indoor and outdoor cleaning essentials you need to supply your spring cleaning projects this season. Countdown to spring with savings on all your project needs at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hour right, number two, old school, 402-464-5685. Uh, Nick, I have trivia for you. Oh, boy. See if you could, you can answer this for me, all right? Okay. Simple <laughs> deal. I will name five shooters, five, five basketball players. Okay. And tell me who did not win the three-point shooting contest. In the NBA. For Nebraska? No, NBA. Oh, gosh. NBA. Okay. All right. You ready? Who did not? Who did not? Rashawn Leonard, Reggie Miller, Quentin Richardson, Daquan Cook, or Marco Bellinelli. Who did not win the three-point shooting contest? Just one of them did not. Just one of them did not. I'm going to go with... Mm. Cook. Jay, any idea? No idea. It, I, it, it was between I Cook even, or there's, there's Vashon. There's no way any of those guys that – I know Vashon Leonard won one. He won? Okay. Reggie Miller never won the three-point shooting contest. It's always the Ooh. guy that you assume. Yeah, right when you yeah. said Reggie Miller, I was like, oh, he won it. Marco Bellinelli, I was questionable on as well. Bellinelli won it. Uh, yeah, he won it in 2014. Okay. Uh, Cook won it in 2009. Capono, 2008 and 2007. Quentin went it in 2005. Sean Leonard let it, uh, won it in 2004 with the Nuggets. Was was Bellinelli with the Spurs in Bellinelli was with the Spurs. That was who he was with he in was 14? With the Spurs. So people were talking about great shooters, and when they brought it up, they said, yeah, Reggie never won the three. And I went, get out of here. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Get out of here. Yeah, never won the three. Never won it. He kept losing to Craig Hodges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He kept losing to Craig Hodges. All right, back to the NFL. Um, it, it was we 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 gave up on KC. I didn't. They they ran the the, the Raiders out of the building. As a matter of fact, out <laughs> of the, the entire state. By the end of the first quarter, the Raiders were thinking about, man, I can't wait to get back on that plane, give me a hamburger or something. What are, are, is, is Kansas City legit? Are they? Are they? Yeah. Are they? Here's why they're legit. Okay, is eventually with all that offensive talent, they're going to catch fire, and and catch fire isn't always scoring forty some points. It's just putting consistent drives together, putting extreme amount of pressure on defense on the defense that they're facing. Where Kansas City's starting to become a problem is that their defense is playing well, and then they got a big pickup in, in Melvin Ingram 
the second, who's a grown man. It didn't it somehow it didn't work out at Pittsburgh. And I understand why you got TJ Watt, you got High Smith, you got guys that they have draft capital in, and here's a guy that can actually rush the passer. This is the same position, the same player that when they picked up Terrell Suggs last year, that he came in and, and, and provided the extra pass rusher. So you put him and Jones and I think, yeah, what is it, uh, Frank Clark. Those are three guys that can all get home one-on-one and they play extremely hard, along with the other guys that they've kind of over time developed, younger pass rushers, and their back end is starting to make plays, right? Um, you got Honey Badger, you got other guys. I mean, Sorensen is – it, you know, still hanging. Like we no, still the judge. first part of the season, he was getting roasted. Yeah, I give it to him, man. You know, he 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 figured it out. He's starting to make plays. He's starting to create plays and turnovers like he did yesterday. So the problem now for the rest of the AFC is that Kansas City is starting to play legit defense. So even when they were struggling offensively, they were able to win close games. And so they are for real. Um, the only thing is still their big thing that it might hurt them is their offensive line they're extremely young but let me tell you something man okay that rookie center and that rookie guard hands man for the next 10 years hands. if they are going to be giving people problems because you got a center that's 300 pounds that can pull and move and then you got a grown man who, who's actually a guard that should have went in the first round or the second round at the at the at the lowest and slipped to the sixth round because of a uh, pre-heart issue, like a kind of like one of those things, like a uh, heart rhythm thing that kind of just showed up at the combine. But obviously, he you know, it checked out, and, and they are just straight up destroying guys. It, it was impressive yeah. to watch. We still don't know who they are, but New Orleans put up a 30-9 to win over the Jets. Who, who, who are the Saints? They're somewhere between – um, the team that Dallas beat and the team that, you know, beat the Jets yesterday. Um, you know, they don't have a quarterback, so that really hurts. I think to get Alvin Kamara back uh, changes things. It changes the whole dynamics of the team. He brings a ton of energy, but he's a matchup problem. Um, he's probably a more durable uh, Christian McCaffrey because he can run inside, you know, inside the tackles. He's definitely dangerous out in, out in the space. He's a heck of a blitz pickup guy. So he's a three-down back that can has home run ability. So that opens up the tight end game. It opens up the receivers that they're you know. And then let's not forget that you know their their number one dog has been out and is that going to be out the rest of the year? Um, and they don't have a quarterback that they can rely on to kind of win games for them. So they're somewhere in between. They're look they're a great organization. Uh, Sean Payton's always going to try to devise an offensive game plan to keep them in the game as long as it's executed. And their defense was one of the best defenses last year, and I think they're starting to play better. And you see when they finally start scoring some points, the defense and numbers, you know, start to ramp up. So, you know, they are – look, they're, not, they're a team that you can't sleep on. So if you're, you know, on the cusp of maybe, you know, trying to secure a playoff spot or you're right there trying to win your division, you go down to New Orleans or they come to you and you're half-stepping – you're going to mess around and get the brakes beat off you because they, they are a proud organization uh, that's always in the hunt. And even though they're down uh, a quarterback or two, obviously you're losing Drew, Drew Brees and then Jameis Winston getting hurt. Uh, they're definitely going to go out there and play and play for more than pride. The Atlanta Falcons said not so fast, 29-21 over Carolina. That was the game that surprised me, uh, considering it was at Carolina, considering that the turmoil of firing their offensive coordinator, um, and then – Considering the amount of negative press or the amount of um, crosshairs that Cam Newton was in, I, I expected them. And their defense have been playing relatively well all year, you know, for the most part, 
right? Been competitive. And they got edge rushers, and they've been playing pretty good defense. But then Atlanta came in there, which Atlanta has. They have the, I call them the X factor. They got Pitts at at uh, at tight end. Uh, then they got a couple receivers. And so once they start to get healthy, and Matt Ryan, I think, is quietly having a decent year behind a kind of porous offensive line. They just got Matthews. And then the other offensive lineman, I think they drafted from Boston College. And that's about it, right? Um, no running game to speak of. And uh, they, they, they brought it to Carolina. Big time. I, I thought the most interesting finish of the day was Cleveland 24, Baltimore 22. It was because I saw somewhere where somebody bet $20,000 for them to win by three Ooh. points. And Cleveland was up 24 to six at halftime Ooh. and ended up winning 24 to 22. Oh. Boy. <laughs> I hope he. I hope he didn't celebrate too early because it is. They are the Browns, um, but it was impressive. That first half was very, very impressive. Um, they have impressive pieces. They, they look. They knocked Lamar Jackson out. They brought it to Huntley. The offense just went, you know, silent the second half because um, you knew that Baltimore was going to come out and play with some pride. So you know, you would at least expect they at least got a field goal. I mean, come on. Um, Baltimore's defense isn't like the 85 Bears where they, you can't get past the 50. So um, I kind of thought Cleveland would win this game um, coming off a of bye week. You know, that's always an advantage. And uh, their backs were against the wall. And, and actually, Baker Mayfield plays better that way when they're, you know, the more stress when uh, OBJ got, got traded, you know, they, everybody was blaming him. Then he kind of, you know, played well for a week or two. Then he slipped, you know, definitely been injured or hurt. And then uh, he got a little bit healthy feeling right, and he went out there and, and did enough to win. The uh, New York Giants went to L.A. Look, the Chargers ran up and put up 37 points because I, I was surprised at the number of points that was put up. The Chargers, where do you put them in the AFC top eight? They're down at the bottom, even though they have the they have the personnel and the potential um, you know, to be up there with Kansas City. Just Kansas City actually is more consistent. Um, when you watch the Chargers yesterday, you'd be like, there's not a team in the NFL that they can't beat. And their quarterback has been pretty phenomenal all year. But then they'll have the games where they'll look like a totally different team. And that's it seems like that's always been the Chargers for the last, like, decade. Tons of talent, not consistent. You know, start out 0-6, end up being, you know – Nine and seven, just missing the playoffs by a, a game or two. Will Herbert be better than Rivers? That's hard to say, man. I mean, they're right? totally two different. I mean, it's early in the game, and I don't yeah, want to do that. Yeah, it's too different because Philip Rivers did a lot with a little, um, but potentially he could be. Yeah, there's there's a lot of but space. Nobody, but I don't know if he's that type of leader. I always seen you think about Philip Rivers when he started yelling that dude from Jacksonville about the 90-yard touchdown. That dude was a joy to watch. And, and he was tough, too. And a pain in the butt. Yeah. Uh the Broncos stay alive and with playoff consideration by running out the Lions. Yeah. I mean, look, the Lions have been, I guess, if you ever trend upward with a one-win team, it's them. It's them. They've been playing, you know, pretty, you know, competitive. That's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, That's but they've, pretty been, funny. they've been playing That's pretty, pretty well. And then, you know, look, it, you look, you always find out where you are when, you, when you're a team like that's been a loser for so long and you win one game. How do you handle success? Well, you go out there and play against the Broncos. My man, Teddy B. Water. And get the get get the doors blown off of you. Now, granted, they had Demarius Thomas and honoring him, and I think that he was infectious through that whole whole organization. So they definitely were focused and motivated. Uh, but Detroit didn't look well, and their defense is starting to get healthy uh, for Denver. I mean, uh, and starting to make plays. And then you saw Melvin Ingram start to really turn out some yards, and uh, the offensive line is starting to be a lot more physical in the run game. It. <laughs> 
and probably the game that surprised me the most yesterday. The 49ers figure out how to beat the Bengals in in Cincinnati in overtime. Uh, this I was saying this game baffles me because for a team that obviously wants to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Trying, trying. They play so much better with him. When you look at their record and you look at their offensive numbers, right? So you so on the surface you'd be like, why would you want to get rid of this dude? As long as you got all you got to do is keep him healthy. Essentially, if you wheel him out there in a wheelchair, they will score more points. They'll win more games as long as he's on the field. So you would think if there's ever a time that a team would, I wouldn't say quit on the quarterback, but just to be like, you know what, this, this is not going to work. We, they don't even want him, so we're just going to kind of just wait before you know the other guy comes in. And the Bengals with the young and upcoming roster team, the it quarterback, the guy that's you know there, and their defense have been playing well. And next thing you know, they, they the Bengals were winning, and then the 49ers come storming back with one guy on off. Well, they got Debo Samuel – who is kind of like a slot receiver, and then he's like their most dangerous running back. And then the only guy on offense that you got to cover is George Kittle. And why do you continue? <laughs> why do you continue to cover him with one defensive player? Because you do what you do. It you baffles do. me. He just had 150 yards the week before. You do what he. You so do his what you do. his picture should be like you know back when they had the, the you know the Cowboys and he's like he's wanted. Yeah. Him, Is two it, guys, cover him. One under, one one over. Yeah. Matter of fact, I, I might run a triangle around. Him. Right. We're running a box of one on him. Yeah. Whatever he gonna do, we we got people there. It's, and he and he just single handedly brought him brought him back. Uh, you, you exhale, take a deep breath. I did, man. I can't believe this. I can, but I can't. And it all started winnable game. It all started with them damn Colts. If winnable. Jonathan Taylor wouldn't have scored five touchdowns to get into the MVP race. The rest of the league wouldn't be like, oh, we, we could run on we you. Can, <laughs> Not only can we run on you, we run, run. you won't even do anything to stop us. You can, we can run, and run. And we can always you. get right running the, running the ball against you. What is Leonard Fournette on? looked like he was in high school. What is going on? Hey, look, man. Tampa came out and said, look, I know we got Tom Brady, TB12, and but we're going to just go ahead and get this running attack started on you, and we're going to jump off. You got to give it to Josh Allen. He didn't quit. They came back and rallied, and the defense played a little bit better. Um, you know, I thought the officiating was a little shaky because, you know, when Buffalo could have had, you know, a pass interference call with Stephen Diggs, who's all pro. So he should have he, he got that call, right? And then they come back against with Mike Evans, who's probably, I wouldn't say, is on the same echelon as him, but he's still there. He gets that call right away. And then next thing you know, I think a play or two later, Tom Brady, you know, he got you. I was like, oh, you're giving me another chance. Another, you, oh, you're giving me – hold on. You're giving me the yards <laughs> without having to complete it. And then now I'm going to – now I know that momentum is in our favor, so I'm just going to just send you home real quick. Like, and I'm going to tell you this. I was talking to, I think, Jason Peter about this. The line, Putting your linebacker at any point in time one-on-one with – a dragging receiver, a potential dragging receiver with no help is essentially defensive suicide. And that linebacker who would have had to make a one-in-a-lifetime play. Once he got – I was the, the thing is, once he got two steps past him – Set him up. Hey, was patient. But he caught him because the linebacker <laughs> went over too, too far. He didn't let it flow back to him. And that one or two steps, you ain't making that up with the with these with these NFL receivers. Got him. You either die. You know what you need to do. Just, you need to save just face. Him. Just clip. No, save face on film. Yeah. Knowing you ain't gonna get get close to him, you gotta dive. 
Yeah. Because you don't want to be that guy when the when the when your camera keeps well, just going. Just tripping. Just tripping. What you ain't no you no, ain't no. catching him. No, okay? you ain't gonna. I would trip him. I would dive yeah. and trip him and you take the penalty and go oh, on by my beforehand. business. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. go on by my business. Yeah, but you're not gonna only get been me. like five yards. Yeah, you're not gonna get me for for the, for for the big one. Yeah, you ain't coming d- top down while that dude's running full speed. You ain't coming top down. A- and they keep they keep him in the slot where you can't get your hands on. Right. And then he just walks up to you like la la la. Walks up la, and then he walks up and gets a little bit of running start. Yeah. Boom, gone. Whap. Take it. Yeah, so that was, uh, you know, that's a walk-off. Crib. We don't even need a field goal. We're just going to – because, hey, if I was him and I caught that, I'd just run right out to the stadium. Just right into the locker room. No, I would just take pads off and drop the Yeah, helmet. the whole thing, right? Just gone. Yeah. Just walk out. What What is going on with Green Bay in Chicago? Like, what is, – is Green Bay top four? They're a tough – they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're tough. To, they're going to be tough to beat because – Aaron Rodgers in that offense is starting to get busy. Um, even because, with his broken toe? <laughs> yeah, even with his broken toe. Um, because they got Jones as the running back who can do it all. Then they then they got the finisher in Dylan. Um, you know, they got Adams, even though, they, you know, you kind of think like he's the only receiver. You know, he's 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 the real deal. And that defense is actually pretty more physical. So I think – the lesson they learned a few years ago when San Francisco ran the ball up and down the field, so maybe Buffalo needs this, is that they had to get bigger and stronger and more physical on defense, not just by scheme but by players, and they've done it. Um, they got Clark in the middle as a nose, tar- nose tackle. He is for real. Um, and they are they 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 are uh, going to be a tough out. They're, they, you know, I think whatever issues that Rodgers has with management, is put to the side. I think his relationship with LaFleur is actually better than it had been. Um, and those two are kind of in in lockstep together because LaFleur knows that, you know what, the guy we drafted isn't close to what, what this dude is, and this dude is playing at a level that he never could envision. So you got Aaron Rodgers. It's just like no different than having Tom Brady. They they that dude. Still hanging out. Yeah. Making people look bad. Um Tonight's game is a doozy. It's a pretty good one. Oh, it's going to be – you know, the funny thing about this is that the Ram, I, I think the I think the Cardinals are a better team. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you take their their, their, their roster of guys, right, um, and just look at them in the way that – like, the way that they're – you know, like, even if the, their continuity, right, um, and even – a little bit their leadership, I think, you know, because they're not, you know, they're in Arizona, they're not in L.A., they're not, you know, as flashy, right? They got DeAndre Hopkins, who's a, you know, he, yeah, he's high, he's a not a diva, but he, you know, he's a, he's a competitor. You got A.J. Green, who's a professional. Then you got, you know, Pocket Hercules. Yep. And then they got Connor as a running back, an underrated offensive line with tight ends, and their defense has a ton of mix of veterans that they've picked up and then also draft picks that have come to fruition, right, at all three levels. And they just kind of mesh together, and they're, they're always fighting. They're ten and what, ten and two, and people still aren't even looking at them. And they, when we just talked about Green Bay, and we're talking about Tampa, we're just skipping over Arizona. But the team that is more flashy is the Rams. But the Rams haven't played as well this year, and even though they played well last How week. How healthy are they right now? Well, Jalen Ramsey just went on COVID list today. Today, literally. Today. So that's that's going to hurt. I think. Um, the Rams do a good job of scouting, so I think they're always going to have receivers and stuff like that. 
I think they got one of the best offensive lines in, in football. Um, but I think Arizona is the better team. But this is a game right here. We're going to see, like, if I'm on the Rams defense, w- we have to see how much pain Kyler Murray can take. This is a game to see how many times he gets hit and how it affects his play. Now, granted, if they block all those rushers up that, that the Rams got, then you know that then he's got to do his thing. But this is a game for them. If they want respect, they got they got to be they got to beat the Rams down, and they should. Who, who, they should. Is that your prediction? Mm. I'm 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 not a Kingsbury fan, but I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Arizona Cardinals. Okay, Nick. I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Sir, what do you, who do you got tonight? I'm going to go Rams. Look at him being contrarian. I mean, I, I, I like I like McVay. I struggle with McVay in big games. I think he mm-hmm. tries to out-scheme, and, out-scheme him, and then he out-schemes himself. I just, there's just something about the Rams' defense with all that talent mm-hmm. that they just – they either don't stop the run or they don't rush the passer as well as you think. And I think that's in the, in the game. I think that's my problem. Is I think I personally think they're a lot better than they actually are. Probably, yeah. That's my problem. Uh, the only other game you missed this weekend was Army Navy. Boy, that got a sting if you aren't. <laughs> Man, eight, I, eight, three, nine, and three. Yo, nine and through, three. Right, third, third or fourth in the nation in rushing. Right. Navy ain't going nowhere. Right. I mean, it should it should have been a, just a layup, and them boys from Navy came back like Return of the Jedi, and they was hitting fifty four on Navy was out there like looked like Brian Urlacher. And he said he goes that wasn't even the play call, right? But he was just direct out snap there. was not a play call. He didn't know the ball was coming, and hit him in the hands. Dude was like, "Well, I'm a football player, got to make a football play." He was in the zone fifty four. Man, look. I don't I look, know if they got some free time, but I know they tore the town up. That was. I mean, I didn't realize how intense that game was until I watched the pregame stuff. It was really good to watch that stuff. But then when you saw the teams come out and you just saw – I mean, it was packed standing room only. It's amazing. I mean, that is – I mean, if you if you are a sports fan – Bucket list. It, that's got to be a bucket list. Got to be on to go and experience. List. I mean, it is intense. Go and do it. Yeah. But bundle up. Oh, yeah. It, it's like where, wherever we're going to play, they look – they look miserable. They, they look like, okay, we're going to – it's cold here. This is where it's trending. It's going to be cold. That's where we're playing. Yeah, we'll move it. We'll move yeah. it around. So, we'll throw it a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the Final Four, women's volleyball. Oh, yeah. And we'll talk about 10-0, and 0, women's basketball. Why? Because they matter. Be right back. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 